and welcome to this bonus episode. Bonus. Oh, I guess it's bonus by design of it being an extra little bonus episode <laughs> of Shameless. We decided to do as the title suggested of this episode and break down our experience at the Taylor Swift concert <gasps> in a little mini bumper episode for you because we know you're not all going to be interested. No, no. And we had so much to say and we thought this isn't a standard Thursday episode conversation. It's its own one. It's its own eras or eras tour recap we went to melbourne night one at the mcg zahra where do we want to start should we start right at the beginning like the lead up before the concert <laughs> we're just going to speak through the timeline <laughs> of our experience I'm so excited. let's do that because what we decided to do before the concert straight on in is throw kind of like a little party a taylor swift themed party it was so fun because what we did is we said to anyone who was working with us in the team who was going to the concert that night, which was a lot of the team, come to the office before for some drinks or put on some drinks and bring whoever you're going with. A hundred percent. We ended up having a Taylor Swift cutout to greet people at the door. We had the playlist on, we got some drinks and some pizzas, and then we just basked in the joy and excitement that was the couple of hours before you head to the Eras tour. I reckon we ended up having like 30, 30 people. people. And it was such a joy because I feel like it was the perfect way to enter into the concert you know, evening because not everyone knew each other, no. but everybody was just like feverishly excited. Very girly. It was perfect. It's so funny. My sister's husband dropped her off at our office because I was going with her and he dropped her off and then quickly took a phone call in the car. And then when he hung up the phone, he was like, where's all that noise coming from? <laughs> and he was still parked out the front of the office. And he realized that we had left our intercom on the office on and all he could hear was yelling and screaming. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect because that is exactly what was going on. Vibes were so high that my mum popped in. Oh my God, I forgot Vicky came in. My mum came in just because she wanted to see how we were all feeling, do a bit of a sense check. There were so many women in glitter, in cowboy boots. I think the other enjoyable thing was we had all kind of seen the streets surrounding our office and we had seen so many women and girls fucking excited for Taylor Swift, like decked out in costumes, so pumped. Taking over Swan Street. And for those who are listening who don't live in Melbourne, Swan Street is in Richmond in Melbourne. It's a very footy suburb. It's very mm. AFL heavy. And so often on Swan Street, all you'll see is people heading to the football. And it was very nice to see glitter take over oh the God. suburb. I was very happy that the women were taking over. I kept saying to you, I'm really looking forward to the concert more than anything else, but I'm really looking forward to the walkover between our office and the concert because I feel like there will be such joy on the streets. Mm. And there was. And I just feel like at every stage of this evening, there was more joy than I'd seen in a really long time in so many pockets. Same. And I just can't really get my head around that. Well, I think you and I have been to the MCG so many times. People know that we're huge sport fans. We have been there for so many different things. And I had said the day before the era's to a concert, I had said to the team, we were like going around the table and having this conversation. It was like after work had wrapped, we're all having a wine together. I think it might've been Eilish on the team who said like, how do you guys recharge? What's your Nirvana? What's your heaven on earth kind of thing? And I said to them, I was like, my heaven on earth is being at the MCG surrounded by a crowd. And I was kind of thinking of, you know, the football games I've been to, the sporting events, you name it, particularly football finals I've been to. To be in that stadium, but instead of, you know, a real mix of men and women and stuff like that, to be surrounded by just women and girls almost exclusively and everyone be on the same team and so excited about the same thing. I could not conceptualize how happy that would make me 
the day before. Like the day before, I was like, this will be my heaven. I was then there and I'm like, this is definitely my idea of heaven. Because you talk to men, I think, and they're like, happiest day is maybe if their team makes a grand final. But mm. if they're going to the grand final, there's no guarantee their team is going to win. The way I kept explaining this to the men in my life is like, this is my grand final. But... I am guaranteed to win. Yeah. Like there's no loss here. And, and I, I'm surrounded exclusively by teammates. Yeah, it was incredibly special. And I think, you know, it'd be very easy for people to flatten this or to consider it kind of too earnest. But I just, and I'll keep coming back to the same point. I haven't seen joy like this in so long. And there was something so pure and just so black and white about it. I think oh. there are always times to have conversations about celebrities and mm. always times to have conversations about the nuance of how they impact culture in the world. But for just a few nights, I think it was really, really pure. And I feel like that was very special. It was so special. Where were you sat? We were both on the ground floor. I think I was on the left side of the... Oh, I'm thinking stage right, stage left. I was on oh God. stage <laughs> Don't. right, I think, kind of. We were a little bit back, but I, I really loved being in amongst the crowd. I almost feel like there wasn't a bad spot to be sat in that stadium. No, there wasn't. I was near the diamond. I was on the yeah. floor near the diamond area. And even the security guards, I loved having oh. a chat to. Like I had the security guard behind me who was just delightful and I was talking to her quite a bit and she was just super pumped to be there was going to be there for all three nights and she was also in awe of the crowd it's kind of beautiful from all angles I haven't told you this by the way I was so excited Sabrina Carpenter was performing and I had seen one of my friends in the crowd and was like running down to her she was on the ground floor near where I was sat two of my friends actually and I got so excited that I ran jumped and hugged them and the entire contents of my bag like every Everywhere. card Every makeup product, everything went everywhere in like a fountain of product. But every girl around me helped Picked me it out. <laughs> Did you know that they were going to be close to you, your friends? I thought they may have been close, but did like, you just bump into them? Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting! I have to say, um, I bumped into a shameless listener. I bumped into a lot of shameless listeners Same. at the concert, so but nice. there was one in particular. Her name was Zara. And she came up to me and she gave me a friendship bracelet that she had made that said shameless. And I was like, I couldn't quite get my head around how nice that was. Like, I think we have a lot of interactions with our community and with our listeners. But that just like really hit me quite hard to be like, that is one of the, I can't believe you've been walking around with a shameless bracelet that in a hundred thousand people, we've bumped into each other and you've been able to give me this. Like I still have that sitting. I have a little tray next to my bed of my jewelry with my engagement ring. (laughs) And I have that friendship bracelet. And I promise to Zara that will stay in there because I was like, that was such a happy night. And that, I mean, I'm starting to believe more in the universe. Same. Watch me start to get really woo-woo on the show over the next couple of months. It was a borderline religious experience. Sorry. That's what people kept saying. It was a borderline religious experience. Every shameless listener I met was so lovely. Every person I met was just the best except for... We had a young couple in front of us, maybe like 21, and they were so close to having sex in front of us the entire concert. They're the only Let them live. (laughs) Where I was like, okay, we could dial that back a bit. Apart from that, everything else was beautiful. I actually loved a caption. So did you. We spoke about this on the weekend. A caption from Hannah Ferguson. She's behind Cheek Media and the podcast Big Small Talk. We've given Big Small Talk a shout out on the podcast before. It's really, really great. Shall we read out her caption? I loved this. I'll start. My caption would usually be funny and clever, obviously, but there's really nothing to joke about. Hundreds of thousands of women coming together to feel the most profound joy I've ever experienced in my life. Bathing in liters of glitter to watch the best entertainer in the world with my best friends was a religious experience. 
experience. Totally safe, free from miserable pricks. Hand-holding and sparkle and crying. A shitload of leaning into cringe, pure girlhood. Sweet treat on the way home, sleepover, bathrobes, morning debrief, sore feet, no notes. I think she's really right in all of that. I love the entire caption, but a shitload of leaning into cringe. Yes, 1,000%. I actually, I mean, that's the allure of Taylor Swift, I I think. I think so. I think if you look at Taylor Swift compared to other pop stars in the world, whoever they may be, the difference I see, and maybe the reason I have a particular affinity for Taylor Swift, is the embracing of awkwardness and loserish behavior. Like, being a little bit cringe. That's what I love about her. I think she allows people to do that. I definitely feel like I can lean into my own awkward, loserish self when I'm at her concert, because I think it's like a beautiful embracing of all ages and all stages of womanhood. Yeah, well, Bridget Huswaite also had a great caption where she said, like, it's being in a crowd of, you know, one of the biggest crowds of your entire life and feeling maybe safer than you have. Yeah. And I was like, that's so bang on. <laughs> TV journalist Georgie Tunney uploaded some Instagram stories from the Friday night of the concert, and I didn't realise I was like five or six rows in front of her. Oh. And you could see me. <laughs> you showed me this. You could see dancing and like I couldn't have been more offbeat like my shoulders were not everyone, moving to the beat everyone else is moving in synchronicity I'm just like, and, uh, uh, and I just didn't give a shit I mean maybe till the next morning when I saw it but I was like I just I guess I was moving with such inhibition because yeah. that's how everybody else was moving but you're allowed to do that you're yeah, allowed to be a bad fun. dancer you're allowed to not be the coolest person in the room because I don't think Taylor thinks she's the coolest no, person I, in the room I didn't feel self-conscious at all no even if I thought there might be a Taylor Swift around me seeing me dance and I'm fucking shit at this. I actually don't really care. I felt so purely myself in those three and a half hours. I also loved this caption from Jill Stark on Instagram. She wrote, still can't believe what I bore witness to last night. I am a devout atheist, but this was a religious experience. When Taylor played Long Live and All Too Well, my soul left my body. I don't think I've ever seen so much joy in one place. To be in this stadium of 96,000 people, the biggest show she's ever played, just immersed in the wonder of it all was a memory that will keep me warm well into my old age. It was genuinely three and a half of the happiest hours of my entire life. I think it's so interesting because I said to my partner when I got home, I said, that I know will be the greatest concert I ever go to. Like, it's so strange knowing that. (laughs) 29, easily. (laughs) Because it's historic. Like, it's the biggest tour of all time. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, this will go down in history. Like, this is our Beatles moment, easily. Yeah. And I'm like... And I don't care if people hear that and roll their but eyes. why would they? It's it the is. biggest tour of the all time. The stats will not lie. That's the thing. And I think that's the thing where I get defensive. Because I know people will hear that and roll their eyes. But, like, I don't the know numbers they don't... Anymore. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a year ago they would have. But I actually don't know. I've never seen the city stop at such a standstill for one pop star coming to town. Yeah, it's like if you roll your eyes at that, you're just being ignorant and choosing to be ignorant. Exactly. And it's like, I don't need you to be a Taylor Swift fan. No. Absolutely not. But I can't have you deny how many people are Mm. and what kind of hold that has. Mm. I mean, I want to ask you about your favourite moments from the show. Oh, my God. I loved all of it, but her coming on stage, like Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince into Cruel Summer... I would love to have some kind of read on the levels of like serotonin in my body yeah. at the and like adrenaline in my body at those points. I was with my two sisters watching it and they both burst into tears. Aww. I don't know, just the joy on their faces. I think being at the concert, the three of us, 
Even my brother, Tom, he went on a different night with his partner, Meg. As a family, children growing up, we all loved Taylor Swift so much. And I feel like we all really loved her as teenagers well into adulthood. Being there with my two sisters was such a reminder of that, like how much we've bonded over this woman over the years. Exactly. And I think when I think I went with my sister as well. And again, same sort of relationship when it comes to Taylor Swift. And when Taylor said at the start, you know, she does her intro and she's like, hi, I'm Taylor. Um, I don't know why I didn't <laughs> And she Hi. says, we're going to be going through 18 years of music. Mm. We just looked at each other and we're like, ah, that is true. Mm. Obviously, but it's so much of your time. I had mentioned on the show that my sister had sort of, she's not really on social media, but she also wanted to avoid any spoiler for the show ever. So watching her watch the start mm. opening scene. I don't even know if it's a scene. I the don't even clock know. into the pink wavy thing. And I knew that Taylor was popping up right in front of where we were. Fuck. But she had no idea about that. So oh. I filmed her reaction and she just lost her mind. And it's so funny, I sent my family WhatsApp, like the videos of her. And my younger brother messaged me and he was like, those videos of Mira are so pure. She looks so innocent mm. and happy. She's 32. She looks like a kid. Exactly. That's what Liam said to yeah. me. He was like, she just looks so pure and innocent and just so happy. Childlike joy. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know as adults where we're allowed to or where we're given space to feel that. I loved All Too Well. I really loved Champagne Problems and that interlude oh. after Champagne Problems where I think she was crying. Taylor yeah, Swift. same. She was like so overcome with overwhelm, given how loud and big the crowd was that mm. she was crying. Long Live Really and Enchanted really got what to me. What the fuck did she put in Long I Live? I don't know. I, don't even, I mean, not, I like the song I'm kind of impartial to the song it's not my favorite when she performed that and she said the lyrics and the crowds went yeah. wild I think it's something along those lines I didn't cry in many moments I cried in that and I cried in Marjorie which is one of my favorite songs of hers about her grandmother passing there was something in long live where I was like what is happening right now like there's something in this crowd that you could bottle the worst thing is when I had looked at the set list beforehand I had sort of kind of pinpointed roughly where I would go to the bathroom because <laughs> I have I just <laughs> tiny platter Sorry, like no one needed to know that. But I can have half a glass of water and be fucked. Um, and that was one of my pinpoints. Now, luckily enough, I didn't go because I just the basically held on. De dehydrated myself. <laughs> and thank God I didn't go to the bathroom then. Like, thank God. What uh, happened? What was that? I think like, there was something was quite special about the enchanted long-lived duo of her in the big ball gown and the lighting was beautiful and just her on the stage. There was quite a spectacle to it. In the same way, there was quite a spectacle to Reputation. Oh. I am not the biggest Reputation fan. That's okay. You're I'm not well, like not okay. a fan, but I mean like on the list of my favourite albums. It wouldn't be up top. And I thought that was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I agree. When I went to the Reputation tour, I remember thinking, fuck, this is a great concert. And it was even better seeing it as part of the Eras tour, like the songs yeah. that she selected and everything. I know you mentioned All Too Well 10-Minute Version. I just want to quickly pivot back to that. I was like hugging my sisters and we just had like the sweetest moment to All Too Well yeah. 10 Minutes. Also, I realised at the concert I knew every word to every single song. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think I would. I remember looking at the set list last year and being like, oh, I don't know. Some of these I don't really know the words. But as soon as they were playing, I was like, yes, I fucking do. My sister kept saying like when we were with my family on Sunday and we were talking about it and Mietta was saying you know you go to a concert and usually you've got one massive opener song and one massive mm. closer song and they play for about an hour an hour and a half and she was like imagine having like 45 of those songs oh. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's un <laughs> It's unheard of. Yeah, it's and, just so many songs. And the athleticism, like I don't yeah. know how she does it. I had like a sore throat halfway through from singing. And like, you know, I was tired. And I was like, how is she doing this for three and a half hours where cameras are on her, eyes are on her every second of that three and a half hours, apart from when she's doing costume changes underneath the stage. I cannot feasibly understand how someone can be that athletic, that good of a live singer, that entertaining to watch as a presence on stage. Totally. I genuinely think she must be superhuman because my knees were sore, my back was sore, my feet were sore. I woke up the next morning and I like, honestly, my whole body was sore. I had a smashing headache and I was talking to one of our friends about it and I was like, I have woken up with smashing headache and they were like, yeah, because you didn't drink any water for two days because you didn't want to go to the bathroom. I was broken and I was yeah. like, I didn't do any of this. I drove my sisters and yourself home. Yeah. And on the drive home, we we're like, oh, like was, what just happened to us? Do you know what's so funny? My sister has literally just texted me as I'm sitting at my computer and sent me a Taylor Swift article. And the headline is why the feeling of belonging is just as important as Taylor Swift's music. So very sweet. But she's like, my casual clothes are really standing out. So I've clicked into the article and the first <gasps> photo is of us. Send it to me. Getting getting given a friendship bracelet. Stop. And Mietta was very self-conscious because she's not like a costume girly. And she was just in her jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> Can I see it? Yeah, I'll send it. But firstly, what a great headline. And secondly, what about that timing? Yeah, we're getting given. I think the other beautiful thing you just touched on there is you literally could wear whatever you wanted. You could dress up or not dress up. And it was all fine. Like I did dress up. I went as reputation. And I was a little self-conscious before doing that like I was kind of toing and froing be like do I dress up do I not and then I was like nah fuck it I'll dress up I'll do it like that's what my gut really wants to do and then I was there I was like you can do whatever you want like, no, this is such a, a choose your own adventure but that's no judgment the other thing is like oh I don't want to be too cool for not dressing up in costume but I'm not like a costume girly and then I kind of just went concert vibes Mieta didn't dress up at all and I still felt like it was all fine yeah okay let's talk about surprise songs okay yeah and then we <laughs> actually is, need to wrap this, this is up getting so we long. said it was 10 minutes we actually will need to talk surprise songs and then we're finishing. All right. Well, then I have one slight critique, which I know is very controversial, which I'll squeeze in. Okay. Surprise songs. On night one, which is the night we went to, we had Red on guitar and You're Losing Me on piano. Red would have to be one of the top three surprise songs I would have wanted between that, Getaway Car and New Romantic. This is the funny thing. She started playing. I was like, oh my fucking God, amazing. I don't think I would have thought of Red as one that would have been amazing. But then I heard it. Same with You're Losing Me. I said on our Scandal series recently, not my favourite song by any stretch. Same. One of my least favourite of hers. I fucking loved it acoustically. And now I can't stop listening to it. It's amazing. And again, I knew all the lyrics. I'm like, how the fuck? Maybe there's some weird osmosis thing that happens when you're a Taylor Swift fan. You just learn all the lyrics suddenly. I thought we did really well. I think every Melbourne show did so well with surprise songs. Well, the funniest part was as well, Mietta was like, when Red started playing a surprise song, she's like, I didn't even realise this hasn't even been on the set list yet. Yeah. That's how many good songs there are. And she's like, I can't believe that Red is not on the set list yeah. given how big this show is. How but, iconic it is. But that's how many iconic songs there are. Yeah. Also, I will say I did think we were going to get a sneak peek into Tortured Poets. I, I think thought, we all did. Yeah, I thought we all thought we were going to get a surprise song, like a brand new debut song that she was going to release as a single. And then it started playing. I'm like, I already know this. Wow. I'm like, wait, this is you're losing me. I was so confused because <laughs> she was building up Tortured Poets and she's like, I've got an announcement for you. The Bolter. The Bolter. I still don't know really I don't really get it. I'm with you, Taylor. And then, whatever. And then she was like, and now I'm going to play you a song and I've actually never played it live before. And I said to you after the show that I was thinking, yeah, no, she has never played that before. We've never heard it. And then she started playing You're Losing Me. And I was like, I am so confused right now. But so I loved it. So it's You're Losing Me 
on Tortured Poets Vinyl Edition. No, I thought, oh God, this is so exposing <laughs> if I'm wrong. I thought she was trying to say, here's the Bolter, an extra track on vinyl. Here's another song that I may have written during this period oh, okay. that might all be linked together. Like they're all trying to tell the same story. Sure. Can I read you the other nights of surprise songs and yep. you have to tell me who you think got it the best? Night two in Melbourne was Getaway Car, August, and the other side of the door was a guitar mashup. And then their second song was This Is Me Trying on piano. Night three's guitar mashup was Come Back Be Here and Daylight with the piano surprise song of Teardrops on My Guitar. Out of the three nights, what would you pick? Ours. <laughs> Is that bad? They're all really fucking They're good really, though. really strong. I mean, I get the mashup between Getaway Car, August, the other side of the door, and then I do adore This Is Me Trying. See, I adore Teardrops on My yeah, Guitar. How interesting. That was the first Taylor song I ever oh, heard. that's so nice. So I think every single night did so, so well. Can I get to my controversial point now? Please. I do, and I hate to say I think, look, best night of my life, uh, equal with my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, amazing. I do think she could cut three or four songs just for pacing. Like, I think it is really, really long, and it's already so impressive. Just as a content girl. All right, what would you cut? Uh, well, this is the controversial thing, right? So we're having this chat in the office. A lot of people agreed three or four songs could go. But when we started discussing which songs, no I realised why she can't do this because everyone's so attached to different songs, right? If it were up to me, even though Folklore is my equal favourite Taylor Swift album. Just tell me what songs. I think she could probably cut Cardigan or Betty Absolutely or August. Absolutely not. Any of them? No. no. Folklore dragged a little bit. No, Just a no, tiny, 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 no, tiny, 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 a tiny, 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 no, tiny, tiny, tiny bit. I thought she could have cut The Archer easily from Lover. Yeah. Bad maybe. Blood from 1989. Sorry. Can't. Yeah. Sorry. Actually, that's a good one. And maybe Lavender Haze. Or Midnight Rain is my favourite song of Taylor Swift's ever. Midnight Rain Live didn't slap as hard as it does. Mastermind did. Mastermind was great. Yeah. I just think maybe two, three, four songs yeah. could go. Because Folklore... Well, I went to the bathroom. During Folklore? No, not during Folklore. Never. I went during Tis the Damn Season. I love that song, but I was also actually really needed to go. Yeah. And I was like, this is my moment. Tis and the Damn Season's evermore, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I don't have grand regrets about that. No. I think Folklore evermore, as beautiful as they are, aren't as like geared yeah. towards a concert. Well, they're hard to do on a concert. That's why Reputation is amazing to do in concert. Reputation slaps. All right. We got to go. That's 25 <sighs> minutes of talking about Describe the concert. concert in a single word. Word, uh, and then we'll go. What? Give me two. Okay. Pure joy. Oh, what is mine? Yeah, I think just elation. Yeah. I'm, I'm not letting anyone take that from no, me. No, I don't care. If it's not for you, it's not for you. that's not for you. It is so for me. <laughs> and I have never had a better time in my life. My sister is like, I feel so sorry for you doing this before you get married. Because your <laughs> wedding will not be better than this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish Stylish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If 
that is in your wheelhouse. If you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.